Hi everybody and welcome to the video and live streaming show. My name is John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're going to be talking all about uh, video gear for beginners. So what are the things that you might already have access to? What are some things you might want to invest in as well? So uh, stay with us for that. Um, but a big hello to everybody that's out there watching. We are going out live to all the various places this week. So, uh, you know, please let us know if you are watching live where you're watching from. And maybe even if I remember to click on this button, tell us whether you're watching live or if you're watching the, the replay with those hashtags that are on the screen at the moment. So, Sam, uh, how, how's your week been? How are, how are things going? I know you've had a lot on this week. <laughs> Uh, good, good. It, yeah, it, I don't even remember half the things that have gone on. So for those following the, the cute avalanche progress, we uh, hit our 4,000 watch time hours, we made partner, and now I've been basically in the trenches of like making this thing something and what else I can do with it. And lo and behold, the fates came down and it completely unrelated to cute avalanche, I got access to I guess I won't say specifically since we're using it. Well, a different uh, multicasting software uh, <laughs> for a, a freelance client. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it or not, really. But uh, yeah, so uh, I started to multicast our uh, right now. It's just playlist of uh, highlights as I try and do a bunch of troubleshooting on getting an actual live feed of uh, actual cats to uh, like eight different platforms now, in addition to our other stream, which is just Twitch and from the main room. So it's it's been an interesting week um, of like a lot of stuff. I'm not even sure if that's what you were. Uh, <laughs> um, not not specifically, actually, because there, there's a, a, and again, I wish I had a photo of this ready to go, but I understand that Cute Avalanche, with with some help from from various people, has developed a three D printed cat toy that, that oh yeah responds yeah to that's the commands. thing I should have given you the uh, the, the the video for that the, uh, but yes so for for years now I've been like one of these days we're gonna make a a thing that just shoots toys or moves a laser around so you at home can play with the cats from wherever the heck you are. You know, whether it's, you know, Australia or Alaska or just down the road in, in Los Angeles. Um, and sometime last year, uh, literally like a, a little over a year ago, I uh, presented this to a friend of mine at another friend's birthday. And I was like, you know, I know you're a little you do a little more techie stuff than I do. Like I'm I'm nerdy on the interface side, but he's actually got a 3d printer and some, you know, soldering skills and things like that. And so we've been going through prototypes for months and months and months and months. And, uh, and had a few times where we we're like, we're going to do it. This is it. We're putting it in and it didn't work. <laughs> we <laughs> went back to the drawing board. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he showed up with the device and we put it in. And for the most part, uh, it's it's hitting about 70% success rate, which is good enough to be in the room. I created the back end so you can go over to twitch.tv slash cute avalanche. You head over to the chat, see the little diamond, hit that, find the 100 bits uh, and drop that in there. And it will automatically launch a ball from the, uh, the, the cat toy launcher. Uh, there's an awesome nerdy... Uh, conditional like camera sequence because we do have eight cameras in that room so it'll like pan over all cinematic to the device it'll start to spin up it'll pan out a little bit and then it'll go to one of the wider cameras to get the cat's reaction to this ball that launches through the air it's been pretty popular um i'm pretty happy about it we uh i spent a whole hell of a lot of time uh this past week cutting together a sort of teaser video that we dropped yesterday on uh, our YouTube channel. I also did this as a video premiere, which looking back on it, it was a one minute video basically. So maybe not the ideal um, media to use for a, a YouTube premiere. I have a feeling it would probably work better with something where you're actually in there longer and can have almost this kind of interaction, even though it's just chat. Uh, but it was an interesting experience. I hadn't done one of those before, so it was cool to see how that worked. Um, the video got a decent um, 
response, which for VODs over on that channel, anything over two, two dozen is a decent response. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in time it will catch fire and do a little more. My next, uh, my next big goal is to sort of take that video and repurpose it to make some shorter videos and like literally like YouTube shorts, like uh, vertical videos and stuff. So hopefully we can draw more attention to that because I spent 19 hours editing that thing and I'm not (laughs) sure 32 views justifies (laughs) that commitment. (laughs) And it's, it's interesting. uh, Like I I think it probably would be better served in, in that short form vertical format because it's, I think so. It's very not subtle, shall we say. Like, it is very in your face. There are explosions. You're screaming into a microphone that's not even plugged (laughs) in. We need to have a talk about that um, later. But anyway, uh, there's a lot going on, and it is very entertaining. But I think... I. To be honest, I I, I haven't done a lot of research, but the the idea that you have this interactive cat toy via Twitch chat, like, it just seems so unique. Like, that's got to capture the imagination of people, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that is one of the things that I have always been the most uh, inspired by with live streaming, uh, especially in the last five years when this kind of technology started to become available, um, is to create those interactive things. So like, you know, back when Mixer existed, uh, and Mixer, I think, was really sort of on the forefront of creating that because they had this whole Mixplay dashboard, which gave you not just the ability to link these sort of interactions from chat to a chat bot, but they gave you sort of a UI that you could design, like you could color the buttons different colors and make them bigger or smaller and stuff like that. And nobody's replicated that, which is, I think, just a missed opportunity. Um, But I've done several things like this where, uh, you know, you could, and a lot of streamers do this sort of thing where there's a chat command and then like, a cute gif shows up on screen or a funny like you know clip from a film as a gif shows up things like that and there's more and more extensions and plugins out there that let you do things like throw a tomato at the you know the uh, the video you know the the streamer and things like that but you know I was working at Mob Crush we did board games where we would be playing like three of us and then the chat as a whole would play sorry a fourth character or uh i did a 24 7 8-bit digital christmas um scene you know which ran for the entirety of december and there was like an 8-bit digital like fireplace with stockings and tree lights and things like that and depending on the time of day the light would change and people could come in and hit some of those mix mixer buttons that would like roast a hot dog on the fireplace or burn evidence, things like that. It was very Christmassy, <laughs> burning the evidence. Um, but yeah, I think that's what has always been sort of my fort of uh, live streaming is finding those sort of interactions that are are you know cutting edge, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, and it's it's interesting because. Um, uh, not that you asked, but um, like it's it's been a it's been a really long week for me, and I must yeah. admit I'm trying to do all the things, but I really probably just need to catch up on some sleep. Uh, but we do want <laughs> to actually bad. make some changes to to this show, and I do have uh, the podcast going. I don't know what's happening with LinkedIn. I it's I I, I get the feeling that because it's fairly American centric, and you guys are you know in in the summer season. People just aren't there at the moment. Um, it's, it's you, you sort of see the the tumbleweed uh, going past, I, but I think that's across all platforms. I've noticed uh, a dip everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, we're we're uh, you know Sam sort of alluded to one of the changes that we're probably going to be making, but we're, we're going to have some other things too. So I guess as always, if you do have some ideas for the show, we'd love to hear them. So let us know in the chat uh, whether you're watching live or, or watching this later on. That would be awesome. Um, so this is the video and live streaming show. In just a moment, we're going to start talking about uh, video gear for beginners. So stay tuned. Constantly training our cats, every interaction that we have with them. Mm-hmm. So when Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now. Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name, Johan. He loves that. That's a reward for him. He Mm -hmm. said, you just said my name. 
I would go over to him and I'd talk to him and be like, you can't be on the count. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding, that's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up and put him on the ground, but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. And of course, you can check that out and much more over at cuteavalanche.com. Um, but today we're talking all about video gear for beginners. And hi to CJ, who's joining us in the chat. Thanks for, for being here. Um, I guess before we start talking about gear and, you know, there is this phenomenon that we see called uh, gear ac acquisition syndrome. And a lot of people are gear enthusiasts and that's wonderful if you can afford it but you know we don't want you to go into to debt and buy all of the gadgets um if, if you can't and i guess really for today's conversation i really want to focus on you know just the bare minimum to actually get you started and create a, a bit of a proof of concept for for a show for a video it just depends on what kind of content you're trying to achieve um but i guess you know sam like what are some of the things that maybe uh, new creators might already have access to that they're just not thinking about as, as a tool for video or live streaming? Yeah, I mean, I think almost everybody has a phone and that's it. There's right there. This is, hey, I got a notification. <laughs> this is, you know, number one, your go-to. It's got the audio. It's got the video all built into it. Oh, God, I've hit the mic twice now. That's, it's like a, it's like six months ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, that's 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 the basics right there. Or if you've got a laptop, almost all of those have a built-in webcam and a mic, and that's it. That's all you absolutely need to get started. It's not amazing. It's not production quality necessarily. I mean, some of those phones are fantastic. Some of the newer, you know, releases, Apple and, and Samsung and stuff like that, are pretty damn good. Um, it's more on the mic side where you're like gonna want a, a little boost but like that that'll get you started mm -hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely so i i guess some um, you know it is it is worthwhile thinking about the things that you might already have access to whether that is you know an in inbuilt uh web camera in a, in a laptop for example again not the greatest quality but again but for just starting out, I think really what we want to emphasize here is that it's really important that you think about your workflow and you sort of develop a proof of concept before you spend all that money. Because yeah. there's nothing worse than sort of going out and, you know, investing in a $10,000 home studio and then discovering you actually hate doing video and, and live streaming. Uh, not not that you probably would. I'm sure you'd, you'd enjoy it eventually. But, uh, you know, it is worthwhile to, you know, not get too carried away in that regard. So... Really, the things that you might want to do, especially in terms of a live stream, is you, you need that, that video, you need that audio. I say you need those things sometimes, and especially sometimes as someone who sort of stands on the edge of, uh, you know, the, the, the audio podcasting and the video side of things, uh, you don't necessarily need to have both. Like, you can, you can pick and choose. And we, we certainly see the phenomenon of you, uh, sort of the virtual YouTuber where yeah. they, they don't appear on, on camera. That's true. There are all kinds of ways that you can do different things. So just, you know, but I, I guess really we wanted the ability to capture capture you and have the ability in, in a live stream context to communicate with your audience. Those are sort of the most important things. Um, I guess in terms of video, um, you know, whether if you do have that camera and I guess um, like Sam, obviously if we're just recording... Um, to our phone, you know, that's that's great for videos, that's great for YouTube uh, shorts and uh, and all those sorts of things. Um, can you talk to us about how we can potentially maybe use a phone in a, in a live streaming setting? Sure. I mean, <clears throat> there's a good amount of platforms that now have apps that will just let you stream uh, through them. You know, Instagram, TikTok, obviously you're doing vertical. Uh, YouTube does have a built-in ability to stream directly to its app from your phone. But if you're trying to do a platform that doesn't, um, gosh, I don't have a great answer for this, but they're, they're, um, if you do have access to a computer, then the next big upgrade, instead of just buying a whole other camera, is you can buy a converter 
from your phone to HDMI and put that into your uh, computer or however it's going to do it. Actually, it would be like USB-C, my bad. So, you know, <laughs> and then you can just pull it into a free software like OBS and use that to stream. Um, you could also do that through a capture card. So you have something like the Elgato Cam Link or the, uh, <laughs> the HD60. <laughs> uh, this is the HD60S that if you're watching live, you can see. And those run around a hundred and some dollars. Um, so at that point, it actually might be cheaper to go and get a webcam, you know, if that's a necessity for you. If there's other reasons to bring your phone into your computer, like you're doing mobile games, then that's the only real option. Absolutely. And uh, just a quick hello to Claire, who hey, is Claire. lurking as she's inclined to do. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, I, there are different pieces of, of software that, that you can sort of use to, to capture things from, from your phone. But um, I guess getting back to the other part of, of what Sam was alluding to, and I feel like we're going to... Um, We've actually, uncharacteristically, we have a lot of props this week. So I'm going to show things to the camera. I hope they also make sense when we when you listen to the audio version of this show. But essentially, um, this is a I, I think this is a uh, a Logitech C922. I want to say. Oh, it's just a 920. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is this is just a basic web camera. Um, you know, you connect it to your computer with USB. Um, it's actually fairly decent quality and it is yeah. I, I think it's a little bit over a hundred Australian dollars um, yeah but it's it's actually the thing that I sort of started with when I was streaming uh, most recently like in the last uh, couple of years or so um, and that that actually works really really well so um, the thing and we'll talk about this in fact we might talk about this now I'm, I'm rearranging the schedule as we go the the thing, uh, you know, obviously the the quality of of your video input is one thing, but also the the lighting is another important factor because whatever device you're using, it's actually going to what it's capturing depends a lot on how well you're lit, and I yeah. guess um, you know I it's and I feel a little maybe hypocritical for saying this because I have some very very expensive Elgato key lights sure. that are lighting me up right now. Um, but again, to go back to, to where I started, I actually had that webcam that I just showed you a moment ago, but I also had just a, a desk lamp with yep. which had a posable neck, which I, I got from Bunnings here in Australia, which is sort of, I think, like Home Depot uh, in America. Oh, okay. And essentially, <laughs> like, it, it, just an LED lamp. Um, yeah. But the great thing about it was I could sort of position what it was shined at. So, I mean, it was shining directly on my face, and that helped me show up on video really, really well. It was kind of like staring into the sun if I had a really long meeting. Um, so, that was a bit of a trade-off there. But again... If you can think about actually maybe positioning yourself in front of a large window, um, you know, thinking about some of those artificial lights, we certainly see uh, a lot of those selfie-type lights, which can be great if you're making a, a short video or just taking photos, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's really worthwhile thinking about how you can actually uh, sort of increase the light that's, that's shining on you so you show up um, a little bit better in, in the scene itself. So... Do you have any other thoughts on, on video or lighting? I think we'll probably come back to video a little bit more because I want to talk about some things that maybe you want to look at after the beginning stage. But again, we're starting from, from the pure sure. baseline today. Um, yeah, I mean, I am, I'm working with some more old school style uh, production lights. So these are actually lights on stands with soft boxes around them. They take up a lot more space than John's key lights. Um, but they do a fairly good job. Uh, they are diffused, um, though you can see there's a little more hot spot happening on me than John has. So he has a nicer sort of distribution, I think, of light. But you can get this set, and I think it's like three or four stands. I'm only using two. Uh, and it was like an Amazon Basics for about $100. Um, and you can often find these on a lot of your... Uh, like next door or I'm a neighbor who decided to do something and I'm not doing anymore and it's a lot cheaper at that point. So yeah, these are pretty cheap, really. Uh, and a quick shout out to the people over on uh, Live Space. Uh, gosh, I'm going to bungle this one, but my my thanks maybe 
who is uh, our <laughs> first French creator probably over in that area. And uh, Cherry G, hello and thanks for joining us. Sorry, I can't share my uh, live space uh, uh, chat on screen right now. You had a tech issue. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's the thing. And um, like, I just want to, I guess, harking back to a point from earlier, like, especially when you're starting, like one of the things I always encourage people is to to be a little bit creative and think outside the box. Um, and I, I have this notion of sort of starting scrappy. And I want to talk to you about some of these things. And these are all basically audio related. And we'll, we'll talk about audio in a second. But, uh, you know, I just want to, it's, a you know, if you don't have a lot of money, but you do have the desire to, to create some things that are interesting, I just want to point out, you can use micro. You can use books as a uh, tripod. Um, oh for, yeah, for a camera or or a microphone. This is this is uh, something that I I used in my day job like a million years ago. Um, th this second image is actually the NT1A Rode microphone, which is a beautiful microphone. I had this. Um, I, I actually got another uh, desk stand from um, Rode as well, but it actually. It wasn't designed to hold a, a microphone that heavy, so I actually went to, to again to Kmart here in Australia and bought a, a like this weight, a one point two five kilogram weight, just to counteract the base of that. So nice. there, there are all kinds of, um, and I mean, I'd love to hear stories in the, in the chat, like if there are creative things that you've done because. It's it's like don't get me wrong. It's awesome if you have the money to to buy the equipment and to have all the the perfect rigging. But especially if you're starting, especially if you are constrained by a by a real budget, it's really important to think about what you already have access to and what you can use. So yeah. I uh, this wasn't a live thing, but it was a YouTube video content thing back in the day when I was doing like weird news. I often put a chair on a table so I could like shoot and teleprompter myself using my my laptop as a teleprompter on the table uh that was dangerous at best <laughs> um my over on live says uh school books are better for beginning in streaming adventures better better than actually reading for school yes <laughs> nice agreed um, and that's, that's a great point. And I, I feel like we're going to jump around a little bit today, but that's okay. We're, we're just having a bit of a chat with everybody. But, um, the thing, one of those things, whether you're using your phone, whether you're using your webcam, whether you're using, uh, an integrated webcam in a, uh, in a laptop, like Sam alluded to a moment ago, you do kind of want to think about where that camera is positioned. And especially if it's constrained uh, within the laptop, it's really tempting to put it on your desk and wherever it's aimed at, it, it's aimed at. Again, I don't know if I would, I, I depending on how expensive your laptop is, I'd be a little careful about stacking it up on all of the books and, and having it at a weird angle. But Certainly, um, when it comes to your phone and your camera, there are a whole bunch of mini tripods. And these yep. are actually things that um, th that I I have a lot of these. I don't use them all the time, but when I do need to use them, they're really handy. This one's kind of a bit of a pistol shape and I've got a whole... Yeah, I was like, that one's, that one's just a gun, actually. Don't use guns as your <laughs> tripods. Uh so so basically, like, um, and in fact, I, I think oh, I've got okay. to reposition this down here. Like depending on how I want nice. it, but but essentially, like you know, you you set it up, you can have it on the desk. Um, this one I think is actually broken, so I don't use this anymore. But yeah, it's, it's I kind have of more two of, of those gorilla that are pod. broken. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't. <laughs> let, so I have uh, a different bendy one that I like a lot better. Oh God, it's so it's a little bigger, a little chunkier. I uh, mm -hmm. these. Also have like a, a, a head that removes um, the whole device. So like that comes out and slides in more like a real tripod. I don't think the one you have, it just screws on, right? Um, and these yeah. are pretty good. Um, I got a bunch of those early on and they're just everywhere. I wish I had thought to bring out my other tripod. I got a great little tripod for my birthday. It's about as big as the, the garden host, I'm going to say, one that you have. Um, but I recently found out because it's designed for your cell phone, that it unscrews and the bottom screws into a traditional tripod mount. And I was like, that's freaking fantastic because now I can have that, you know, at a normal standing height if I need it. Nice. Uh, but that is, again, for a cell phone and not just a normal camera. 
but there is there's a wide variety of um accessories that you can get for relatively cheap on amazon that'll convert x to z and and whatnot so you can basically make all of your tripods other things <laughs> and i guess the, the the brilliant thing about these mini tripods um and it's it's funny i say i i have a whole bunch of them because uh you know it's it's amazing how often you'll need a slightly different height and yes. sometimes you know adding a few books or boxes or things underneath can help but sometimes it's just still not great but the brilliant thing about these is that they are very very cheap um they they uh, a lot of them will actually come with an additional accessory to hold your phone yeah um and and they're kind of um extendable so to, it doesn't really matter too much what kind of phone you have um, I guess, like, especially the only thing I would say, and, and again, it's it's becoming a bit of a thread throughout today's show. Um, if you do have expensive equipment, look after it and don't take too many risks. Because, yeah. I mean, I've seen people do things with DLSRs uh, and, and things like this, this bendy tripod and they're connected to a, a fence or something. And I'm like, oh, just... If that goes wrong, that's like five thousand dollars worth of wrong. Um, so, so just be careful. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is actually I found that I had the thing I want. So this is one of my favorite things, which is a quick. Um, tr so that's a tripod screw at the top, and this just goes into a hot shoe. So wherever you would mount your flash on your camera, and then you can do like, you know, a, an additional thing here to put like a phone mount on it, or you could put a light into it and stuff like that. So you're just extending what goes on there. And there's a bunch of frames that work with those as well. So you can make a pretty, you know, cool little setup for, for relatively cheap. Um, our friend from France asks, do you think smartphone was the best gear for launch the first stream or just share content and create? You know, I think smartphones are something that just about everyone has and it's got all the things you need. So like that's a good quick way to get started with streaming. And then upgrade. As as yeah, I mean it, it probably is a good starting point. It's it's funny, this is one of those topics where I, I think a lot of people fall into one of two camps. They're either totally a mobile creator, they're a phone creator, or they're yep. a desktop creator. And I must admit I am 100% a desktop um, creator and there have been times where like I want to maybe stream to Instagram and I do it on my phone and I, I look admittedly I have a, a, a Motorola Android phone uh, it's not necessarily top of the line but I was so disappointed <laughs> in the quality of the audio and the video that I kind oh, of took down the stream the minute it, it finished yeah and I guess yeah and we'll talk about audio next but um Again, I, I think if you really are at the very beginning of your journey, like it almost doesn't matter how you get started. The the important thing is that you do start, you you start building towards something that that is going to work for you as a as a process, and that you can refine not just those technology skills but also those presentation skills. Yeah, and, and um, go on. No, no, it's fine. You go. <laughs> I was going to say, and really, the next step up from uh using a mobile phone and assuming that you're actually streaming to something like john was talking about where it's TikTok or instagram or something where you're actually doing a vertical stream uh this is our favorite software is obs and you can see over here i have the vertical plugin put in there so you can just do that with like a high quality production camera and and uh bring in your mic from uh you know your your mixer or whatever and get a much better stream with that sort of setup. And interestingly, uh, the the Atom uh, vertical plugin, which is what Sam was showing yeah. in, in OBS Studio, it, the, um, a recent version of it came out with its own vertical virtual camera. And I was That's like, right. I don't know why anyone would use this. And I kind of asked the question of, of Atom and they were like, the only way to really stream to TikTok um, on a computer is to use TikTok's uh, software. And if you wanted to to operate your stream out of OBS, you have to sort of do that in OBS and then use that virtual camera in, in TikTok software to do that. So um, it is uh, like the, there's, there's a few different things to unpack there and it's probably not the place I would recommend a, a beginner start necessarily, but it's it's good to know that there are those options that you can grow into. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about audio um, because I think 
it's really tempting to to be excited about the things you visually see, but I think it is important that people can hear you and uh, you know do hear you well. Um, and again, I, I <laughs> as someone who's not necessarily a complete beginner, I have invested some money in in my audio setup, and I mean I'm happy to talk about that as well. But I think if we think about some of the options that we have for microphones uh, more generally, and again, this is particularly focused towards a desktop creator type of uh, atmosphere. Although that said, there are, you can certainly get USB-C microphones that go into a phone. So those are what exploring too. Um, but I guess the, the trend that we've been seeing a lot lately, and um, it's funny, I had something else on my screen, so I didn't see Sam show the box, but I'll get him to do that again in a second, <laughs> okay. um, because we'll, let's, we'll let's talk, talk about, about it. it. So uh, this is, let's, yeah, let's talk about your microphone first, and we'll talk sure. about microphones more generally. Oh, we're going to talk about the the phone microphone that we were, or uh, the the iPhone microphone that we we're about to gloss over. <laughs> no, well, I, my, my let, let's phone. do that. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 let's stick with desktop for now. So okay. this guy <laughs> is, uh, gosh, I don't even know. It's a Samsung uh, Q2U. Q2U. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 fantastic. I I don't remember what the price price point on this one was, but it does not break the bank. Um, I think John knows more about this microphone than I do, really. <laughs> uh, I am not an audio guy. So mm -hmm. I'm like, it, yeah, you tell me, I do it. It's a dynamic microphone as opposed to one that is going to pick up sound from just every possible port on the phone. It's more focused to right about here, you know, uh, which is good. Because I don't know if you can tell, I'm sitting in a hundred degree heat, and I have a fan blasting on me, and I don't think you can hear it. So that's no, I, I yeah. certainly can't hear it. So that that's amazing. So yeah, let and again, I should say like, and and I'm not picking on Sam, but I literally have qualifications in audio engineering, so I know a little yeah. bit more about this than Sam. Um, so the Q2U is is a great dynamic microphone. So I guess the first thing to unpack here is that. There are basically two types of microphone. We've got condenser microphones and dynamic yeah. microphones. And the condenser microphones are powered microphones. Uh, they, they often require phantom power to, to work properly. They will capture more of the higher frequencies, um, which in some regards can be great. And especially if you're capturing uh, music or you're capturing singing, that's really, really important. But the, yeah. the downside potentially for that is that it's capturing more of the, the room sound. So again, as Sam mentioned, if there is a fan in the, in the background, yeah. if you're in a particularly... Um, uh, like a tiled environment or wooden floors, there, there's a lot of potential for Tapping. audio to bounce around yeah. the room and, and cause problems in that regard too. Um, and I, I don't, I suspect, um, I, I'm not even going to talk about polar patterns on microphones because that's probably a bit too technical and nerdy for, even sure. for our audience. Um, but the great thing about this particular microphone, not only is it is it reasonably uh, affordable, but it also does have XLR and USB connections. Yeah. So. The XLR connections are the ones that you'll actually plug into a mixer or an audio interface, things like the Rodecaster Pro or the, the Scarlett. Um, I always forget what the Scarlett one is called. Um, the the Focusrite Scarlett device. They actually have a, a number of them. And even the, the Steinberg URR22C, these are all just audio interfaces that you can plug a, a, a XLR microphone in. Um, I kind of... In fact, I don't know how... I probably shouldn't try this demonstration, but I'm going to anyway. Um, the, basically, the... There we go. So you've got three pins in the bottom yeah. of these microphones and they connect into a similar <clears throat> cable that connects to, uh, to uh, an audio interface. But the other option that we have in this microphone, and we have in a lot of other microphones too, and I'll talk about those in a second, is that we've got the USB connection. So USB yep. can connect to your computer. It can connect to some phones. Um, so, you know, depending on the kind of microphone you've got, you may even be able to connect it up to, to your phone. Um, probably needs to do a bit of research before investing on that one. But the great thing about that is you can go straight from the microphone to your computer. You don't need to spend another $800 on an interface. Um, you don't need to worry necessarily about all the settings on the board. It's it, it really simplifies it. And I think um, the other benefit of that is that if you're, if you're needing to move your setup around, if you've got a laptop and a web camera and a microphone and you're 
you're broadcasting on the road or going around the world or whatever, it makes it, there's a lot uh, fewer things that you need to bring with you. And I think that in itself is, is kind of amazing. But also, you know, you can just plug and play that into any, basically any modern computer and you're good to go. Um, so... I think that's that's really that's that's a bit of a trend we're seeing, and I just want to mention some other microphones. These other ones, I I feel compelled to mention, are more expensive than the Samsung, but um, they they do similar things. So the Shure MV7, uh, the Rode PodMic USB, and the Rode NT1 fifth generation. That last microphone is a condenser microphone, though, so it is worth thinking about how you treat your space. Yeah. Um, but really, at the end of the day, what we want. Um, <laughs> and hello to Insomnia Doodles. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, at the end of the day, really, what we want to do, and don't don't get too too much in your head about this, cause, and I say that as someone who is neurotically obsessed by the way he sounds on microphone, and I have an audio podcast, and I spend about you know three three minutes recording it, and the rest of the day listening to it and editing it. Um, but essentially, I think that, especially for a beginner, we just want people to be able to hear you clearly. If you can do that, yeah. anything else is a bonus. So, you know, th that is certainly worth uh, thinking about. But Sam, talk to me about this uh, this little microphone that you sometimes use with your phone. Tell me more about <laughs> yeah. that one. Uh, this is from a no-name company. I have There's no branding on this whatsoever. You can find this over on the Amazon for like 20, 25 bucks. It comes with uh, a USB-C and a traditional USB um, receiver and two lav mics. And this thing, it just literally, the receiver is this little thing. It pops right in, powers from the phone. You can put power into it as well. So you can be charging the phone at the same time if you know you're gonna go for a long time. And you take your lav mic, you just turn that chumpy on and a little light will flash. My phone has some junk in the port, so it's flashing between I can't find it and found it. So yeah, let me try turning it around. Um, and that's that's all the setup. You don't need any special software or anything like that. It just goes. There we go. Now it's green. Uh, you clip this to your shirt relatively close to your face area. Um, and uh, yeah, you can select that as a source if you need to. It will usually default to overriding the normal mic in most apps and things like that. But also, as I said, it comes with a USB-C um, uh, receiver and an adapter that takes your iPhone or the USB-C to a regular USB. So you could use this on a desktop or a laptop and it works with most, I would still you know, uh, stress that you might need to test that and research that, but I've done it on a Windows PC and I've done it on a MacBook Pro. So it definitely does pretty much everything. Um, and it's good. It's not quite as good as this kind of quality. Um, you're going to have some issues with it because I think it has some kind of like um, sound acknowledgement where it shuts off a little bit when you're not talking and I've noticed mm -hmm. that occasionally, but for the most part, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, it also has about a 25 foot distance between the receiver and the lav where, you know, you could be walking around something like a comic con or whatever and have someone filming you from behind and you're still getting crystal clear audio and you can have two. It's the one receiver picks up both labs. So it's pretty good. I mean, 20, 25 bucks, like that's, that's a solid start for any setup, really. Absolutely. Um, so I guess, um, and Insomnia Doodles is saying that some of those uh, cheap little microphones uh, oh, actually give you surprisingly good sound quality. Yeah. So that's... I uh, no complaints. I meant to put that on the screen and I start it instead. Let, let's try that again. Um, there we go. Uh, so the, it's, 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 you know... And especially, like, if it is only a $15, $20 investment, like, if you can afford it, like, why not give yep. that a go, I reckon? Um, I do, uh, as sort of a freelance business, UGC content. I'll just drop that. Uh, I do freelance <laughs> UGC content. It's user-generated user content for actual brands that pay me actual money. And I have used this microphone several times in those videos. No one's ever complained. Um, I want to 
read this one from over on LiveSpace. Uh, my says, personally, I think a lot of young creators want to prioritize having very expensive setup at the expense of good sound quality when audio is and should be the real priority. Uh, the Go XLR, although very good, coupled with the, oh God, barometric headphones. Wait, is there more to this comment? It looks like it was about to say something else. It looks like it got cut off. But yes, um, I would say before you get the very expensive DSLR and before you get the fanciest lights in the world, get the better audio setup. When we deal with um, live streaming and video, people are pretty forgiving about bad lighting and not great camera. And they're a little less so than 10 years ago. But if you have bad audio, they're gone in 10 seconds, like a tenth of a second, actually. So yeah, audio should be the first investment and I think anyone makes. That's my personal assessment. Sure. Um, and I'd, I'd love to actually hear from, from people in, in the chat. Like, what are you using in terms of um, uh, video, audio, lighting, and, and accessories? But um, I guess one thing I did want to call out was that, and I've, I've alluded to the fact that I've got this Logitech um, web camera. Um, I don't know how obvious it is from, from the screen, but those things on the side are technically uh, audio Mics. inputs. Yeah. But the problem is you really don't want to use them because uh, to, to one of, you know, there's a really good chance you want your camera to be some distance away from you to capture all yeah. of you, but you really want your mic relatively close to you. And I know sometimes people, and, and myself included, have been a little bit self-conscious about how much space a microphone can take up in, in the context of a live stream. And I've literally done things with green screen covers for my microphone and chroma keyed it out. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem was when I did that, I, I needed to be too far away from the microphone and, and the, the audio quality suffered. So I, it was a bit of a novelty. Um, and, and I was talking to, to somebody about this on Twitter yesterday and like, it was great fun, but it just, it didn't solve the problem for me. And I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, it's, it, it sounds far too simple to, to be useful, but nine times out of 10, if you can move the microphone closer to you, um, then yep. that's, that, that'll fix a lot of problems. Definitely. Um, okay. So Insomnia Doodles is, is giving us a gear update. Um, I, I do want to come back to your other question too, um, but yeah. video. So the Logitech Brio with 4K, the Blue Yeti on an arm, and I have mm -hmm. a green screen that pops up from a compact base, but I hardly use it. The, the Elgato, yeah. Green um, screen. It's like a it's a, like a reverse film projector kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Um I it's it's funny and like even when I was on somebody else's stream recently like, because I'm if if it's not obvious I'm in front of a, a green screen 24/7 like there's nothing interesting worth putting on video that but that's behind me. It's literally the side of a bookshelf and a door. Um so I'm always in front of this green screen and it's funny how many people are like but green screens are really hard. You know, you, you never light them well and properly. And, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I've just fluked out, but I've, I've not had a lot of problems with it. Like, it, it works really well for me. I, I and think, I guess I... I think the software has gotten immensely better in the last three, five years. Um, I used to try and do green screen all the time. And that was like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And it was a pain in the butt. Um, but also I don't know that I had quite the same quality of lighting. Uh, green screen is, is, you know, back in the day was something where you definitely needed dedicated lights to a, the green screen and b the person you're lighting. And now like the game has changed. It is mm. so simple to green screen. Like you can, you know, you, you can green screen pretty much anything. Like you don't need green to start with. It can be any solid thing. And not to continue to talk about my UGC. I have teal walls in my house, which are good enough, but we also <laughs> have like cat shelves, which are a different color of teal. Uh, you know, like one's dark, one's, one's, you know, it's almost like the, what John has for his background. And then the other is sort of my coffee cup, if you know it. Um, and I, I, I will use that as my green screen for like these freelance videos I do and pop myself out. Everything that was in that cute avalanche video where I'm really in your face doing the monster truck rally ball launcher was shot on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and it's again like i i don't know and i think you're probably right i think the software has improved a yeah. lot and i think a lot of people like especially if you have a day job where you're in zoom or microsoft teams a lot of that software has its own version of a of a virtual background but it's it does such a crappy job that i think it's just ruined the reputation of green screens everywhere but i've literally done stuff with green cardboard in the past and it's it's worked pretty oh, sure. well and i guess like for me like i can just press a button and like i'm suddenly in the middle of my my software demonstration and um shameless plug here for for my my podcast and this is uh build a presentation muscle i'll play a promo for that in a second hey. um but it, but essentially like i love the ability to put myself in the action and i couldn't do that as well um if i didn't have this this setup so i want to keep going with uh like Thank you, Insomni Doodles, uh, for sharing so much because I want to unpack some of this because I think it's amazing. And again, I don't know if our friends on Live the Live Space can can offer some more insight because that sounded sure. really interesting too. <clears throat> um, but Insomni Doodles writes, I have a dual monitor set up currently, but I prefer three monitors for a very smooth streaming experience, especially when gaming. I won't put this next one up just because it's super long. But yep. um, so... Uh, it is indeed a pain to set up the green screen and I don't like having a picture-in-picture -picture camera style, which is why I started using a VTuber avatar recently. You get the green screen effect of a transparent background behind the VTuber, but without the bonus. And as an added bonus, I don't have to worry about my appearance. And <laughs> sure. yeah. I must admit, um, it's, it's funny because I think both Sam and I are very much video people, but... sure. I, I I kind of made a conscious decision when I did my audio podcast that it was only going to be audio. And I got to tell you, I, I put my hoodie on and I talk with my hands in a way that I would feel really self-conscious about while on camera. And I just love not caring about, uh, not having to worry about how I look um, when, I, when I record those. Right. It's, it's amazing. Um, but it, so, so I totally, I totally get where you're coming from in, in some new doodles. That, yeah. That's great. I was um, going to say, if I could VTuber myself, I probably would, because then I wouldn't have to worry about shaving or getting dressed. <laughs> Although, I guess the, the counterpoint to that is we are seeing all kinds of cynical, awful AI crap lately. Yes. And I just, like for me, just just throw, just show up as yourself. Like no one is judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself, for starters. Like nobody's, unless you're a supermodel, no one's coming for the eye candy. They're really coming for you as a, as a person and, and your content. Um, so I, um, this is a little bit more advanced, but I'm, I'm really curious if, if Sam has, um, has some thoughts on this. Cause I, it's not something I've done a lot of, but, um, Insomnia Doodles said, um, have you guys discussed audio mixing software yet? I want to brag about how helpful voice meter banana is, especially if you have the virtual audio cable A and B. I we really haven't. Um, I personally have a mixer. I think John also has an actual mixer. So I have, an, I have a Zoom H6 uh, and my mic goes into that and that goes into the computer, into OBS. And that's pretty much all she wrote. I, I haven't really played around with a lot of audio software. It is interesting because um, I, I have the, the Rodecaster Pro, like the original one, um, and it's, it, it's as an interface, it lets me bring things in and I've got different sound pads that I can play. Um, but depending on how I go live, um, like at the moment, because we're, we're coming through Restream, I like just the, the stereo output of that is, is what you hear. Whereas if I was streaming from OBS, for example, I, I actually use the OBS ASIO plugin to get really granular about which audio inputs I have on, on which scenes. Um, and it also has the, it's a, it's a relatively new feature. And I think it's actually still in officially in, in beta, but in OBS, um, they do have the application audio as, as, as its own thing. And again, occasionally I will, I've got sort of a MIDI keyboard um, to, to the side of me and I will dabble. Um, I, I'm not a great musician by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes I will stream that. And I just share the, the virtual um, instruments um, both on screen and, and via audio and do it in that way too. So yeah, I mean, it's, it really, it's, it's interesting. And I guess like the thing and I, I, I know someone who, who got the, uh, I, I can't quite remember what it's called, uh, 
the the new tiny road uh device that actually has the has an XLR input and also a, a camera input as well um right. and it has sort of three different ways of uh like it has three virtual audio mixing methods and in some ways that's insanely powerful but in other ways if you're a beginner it can be really easy to get confused very very quickly and if you find yourself in a, a place where maybe you're duplicating a guest's audio, for example, which is something I've definitely witnessed in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, that can be a nightmare too. So again, um, there's another another comment here. This is a long one, but I'm going to put it up on the screen anyway. Um, so from Insomnia Doodles, virtual audio mixing is a necessity for me. It lets me decide which audio goes to the stream and what um, only I can hear. I use... Um, I use Chatty to create a ding sound effect whenever someone posts in my chat and the virtual mixer allows me to hear it without, um, and I'm assuming uh, without There's going more to, to come. the audience. Can I just, <clears throat> I, I just want to applaud you for that because um, I know a lot of people that use Ecamm Live to stream and mm. by default, it seems that every time somebody puts something in the chat, there's an audible ding. And I swear oh, for me as a viewer, it's like water torture. Sure, it's just, yeah, that would ding, be terrible. Ding, ding, And I'm like, please make it stop. Um, but again, like, you know, that that's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, it's really important you work out what, what works for you and your, your stream. And uh, Sam did mention in the chat that it was the Rode Stream X that I was trying to refer to earlier. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's important to, to just work out your process. And I think, you know, last week when we're talking about our go live checklist, you know, if you ever make any kind of changes to your setup, make sure you test those thoroughly because that's when the wheels fall off if you don't test those things. And that's when you get that duplicated audio. Yeah. Or, uh, you can do what I did, which is I was trying to kick the tires over at live space the other day and I haven't done this in a while, but I was muted for about a good half hour. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so this is the, the video and live streaming show. Uh, we're talking all about video gear for beginners, and we'll be back in just a second. Looked at the first assessment, and the first assessment was record a five-minute video, and it was a pretty simple introduction of yourself. There was nothing exciting. I didn't have to research. It was just a five-minute warm-up, and I freaked out. That course is still sitting in the cupboard beside me. I see that stack of papers and I almost rock in the corner. It cost me a lot of money to sign up and I, I threw the whole course away. And that's a bit of a promo for my audio podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle. So all about, uh, you know, really learning how to communicate and express yourself Um uh, so please check that out. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of the places. So um, if you want to do that, you certainly can. I'm going to post some of uh, a link to that in the chat for those of you that can actually uh, are on the platforms that support that. Uh, but anyway, like I, I guess I want to sort of go back to ex sort of a combination of audio and accessories and. Yep. I mean, one thing that I we probably skipped over, but is super important, uh, is that you actually have some headphones, and especially if you're communicating with another person. Um, I can't overstate how irritating it is when somebody refuses to wear headphones, and they've got some some speakers set up somewhere, and the speakers hit the microphone, and you've got that terrible, terrible audio feedback loop. It's yep. just like if you don't. Like I, that, that's the one sort of no go that I would probably say, like, it's just, it's really important. And again, like they don't, the headphones don't need to be elaborate. And I think sometimes people are, you know, they look at these chunky ones that I'm wearing and they're like, right. that's ridiculous. And you can certainly use earbuds and, and things like that's fine. Um, but, but I think it is important to keep that in mind. I guess the other thing too, in terms of audio and accessories is that, um, and again, Insomnia Doodles alluded to this with her, I think she had a Blue Yeti, um, but essentially having having a microphone on a stand where you can position it and have a boom arm, um, because I think the, the, the I, and I, I'm assuming, I, I feel bad that I don't remember exactly what that microphone is, so I'm going back through the chat just to double check what that was. Um, so it is the Blue Yeti. Okay. The, the Blue Yeti is, uh, 
the, the problem with the Blue Yeti is often that people will put it on a desk and sit an, uh, a metre away from it and it'll capture all the audio in the room, uh, but it won't get you well. So if you can physically move that closer to you, that's, that's always a good idea. Like there is a, a point at which you may need to turn the microphone down or you may need to move it a little bit further away from you. But nine times out of 10, I think the issue is that people are just too far away from their microphone physically. Sure. Um, so you want to do that as well. I know Sam and I do have different boom arm mics and Sam, as much as I like you, Sam, you have a really annoying habit of accidentally whacking that, that, <laughs> that boom I arm. I do. And- I have not found a good position for it or I just need a different you know, boom that comes from that's higher and comes down. But yeah, mm. uh, it's it's a relatively cheapy one. Actually, I wonder if this came with. Uh, I think this one came with the condenser mic that I have. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I haven't figured out a good placement. I guess. <laughs> I and I guess, like, if if you are in a position to spend some money, like they do have, I I think um, Elgato have like a low profile one, and um, Rode have have sort of uh, higher ones. Um, you know, there, there are all kinds of things, but again, um, you know, whatever you can do to actually, um, here we go. <laughs> Cause I think you and Sam are alike in this regard. Uh, uh in doodles is writing, I have a bad habit of slapping my desk in response to excitement. And I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's I actually, a thing. my, my setup is actually a small table next to a desk and my, um, my scissor arm is mounted to the other desk for that reason, because I used to do a lot of uh, interactive board game streams and I was constantly moving things around on the table and rolling dice. And I was like, I can't have that because that's going to make the, the springs go off all, every damn time. <laughs> so at least I got that down. <laughs> yes. And um, like, I'm, I'm not going to move this, this microphone right now, but um. The other great thing about actually having a boom arm is that if I'm not live, if I'm not recording, I can just physically move this microphone out of my face. So that's, that's, it's amazing how useful it is to actually have things that are maybe mounted to your desk rather than taking up physical space on your desk too. So, yeah. And I want to point out that I've seen occasionally like, um, like a goose arm uh, or a gooseneck. Mm -hmm mount on like instagram ads and stuff and they're usually a little cheaper those suck (laughs) (laughs) they're terrible like this thing will just bounce for 10 minutes it is don't Mm. don't especially for a camera don't get it but for audio i still wouldn't bother with that it's i just don't there's no point and then eventually they break because you're just bending the same metal over and over again until it's done um this will last (laughs) a lot longer absolutely um, okay, cool. So, uh, I'm just wondering, is there anything else that we wanted to cover before we wrap up today? Um, so again, I guess like, you know, depending on where you are in your journey, it is really important to not get too carried away too, too soon. Think about the things that you already own. Think about how you can use your phone or if, if you've got any microphones, uh, lying around that kind of thing. Um, and like, especially for my money, like, um, these, these mini tripods are just like the coolest thing. And, uh, you know, you can get the, the accessories for the, the phones yeah. and, and your camera, um, or your webcam, whatever you want to use, but think about where you physically position that because as someone who spends a lot of time on, on video calls and meetings, there's nothing worse than when you, uh, talk to somebody who's got a webcam aimed up their nose or like looking down at them. Um, it's just really, really weird. And it's not, it's not a good look. Yeah, I I have always had my uh, camera above my eye line looking down at me. I think that's the the best optimal thing. I think that's what we're taught it. I went to actual film school, well, photography school, technically. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's the one takeaway I brought with me. Um, We mentioned this briefly, and we didn't really, we were talking mostly about hardware, but software-wise, get OBS. It is free. It might be a little intimidating, but come back and we'll tell you how to use that or find our archives on how to use that. That is going to be your best friend uh, going forward in streaming is that software. Absolutely. All right. So Sam, uh, where can people find out more about you and what's your content and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can find all my links at samproof.tv. I am pretty much samproof on everything except TikTok where I am official samproof. Um, but for the most part, you'll find me over at Cute Avalanche. So uh, go to cuteavalanche.com and find those links. Nice. 
Okay, and if you want to catch up with anything I'm doing, you can head over to johnlacey.com. I've got lots of uh, videos and, and tutorials and the, the podcast and stuff. So I'd love it if you could check those out. Um, incidentally, if uh, and I, I feel like I don't mention this enough, but I do have a YouTube channel and I don't mention it enough, so I'm going to mention it right now. But if you head over to at Learn Live Streaming on YouTube, um, I'd love if you could check it out and uh, hang out with me over there. Um, it, that would be really cool. So, uh, thank you for, for joining us, everybody. Um, today, it's been great, uh, especially the people in the chat. That's brilliant. And again, if you're watching this later on as, as the recording, uh, please let us know with that uh, hash, uh, hashtag Team Replay. That would be really awesome. But until then, uh, have a great week. We'll be back uh, at roughly the same time next week. So, uh, keep an eye on those invitations wherever they go out. And we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>